Hey everyone, welcome back to Slayer Lair, where it's all Buffy all the time. Today, on today's episode, we will be talking about the season two, episode six, Halloween. Thanks for joining. I'm one of your hosts, Jen, and when on the stake meter, I am a rare, so I am the bloodiest of the three of us, so I have the littlest Buffy content, if Buffy content is minutes on the pan, <laughs> and I'm here to be your almost like first time watching experience when really I watched this when it was first on, but that was in 97 and who remembers 1997 these days. So join my side for gasps and sometimes not knowing what's going on. Hi everyone, I'm Amanda, and on the stake meter, I am medium well, so I watched the series when it was first on, similar to Jen, and I mean just generally in everyday life, I don't remember anything or anything that's going on, so that's why I've had a couple of rewatches since then, so definitely Buffy's been circling my universe, like my whole life, um, but not as much as... That's me. Um, my name is Chris. And if you put a meat thermometer in me, it would come out so well done. Um, <laughs> a bitch is tough and hard to chew. <laughs> we are overcooked. Um, I have seen Buffy many, many times. I really let Buffy like carry me through the years before I had therapy. So many many watches have happened and I'm having such a good time being the person who gets to watch it with Jen and Amanda and like hear the gasps and quietly try to contain myself from telling them what's happening in the next few episodes so yeah looking forward to seeing what you guys thought of daddy spike and if Ooh, this was a daddy of, angel, how many try to tell me angels high. should we say like like, should we call out when we each personally like changed our underwear? I wrote like sploosh. <laughs> I wrote sploosh. Every I wrote. Time. I wrote wet water. <laughs> yeah, so many times. So it's marked. It's marked for okay, sure. Cool. cool. So we'll count how many times our panties are dropped. This is a panty dropper episode for sure. This is hot as fuck. But before we get into it, Jen, what did you? <laughs> I mean, the title. Okay, so I was talking. Yeah, exactly. I was talking to Chris and I was like, okay, this is kind of a straightforward episode. I don't even. And I'd already seen that the thumbnail was Spike. So I was like, okay, Spike's going to be there. It's Halloween. I don't really know what else to say. So I didn't really have any hot takes on what the episode was going to be about. Um, But in celebration of this being a panty dropping episode and we're recording at night which we never do we never <laughs> do that we night. usually record in the morning uh fresh faced with coffees but this time in order to make sure our panties really were flying <laughs> off we decided to make 
drinks cocktail night cocktail night and so we made drinks that was called slayer's blood and so we're all <laughs> drinking slayer's blood drinks and chris and i actually um part of the drink has pomegranate juice and we used this amazing pomegranate mm. like wet not exactly jam but because it's liquid jam that didn't set that our like friend syrup. made so this is a shout out to maggie uh, who is one of our devoted listeners? Yes, <laughs> just she's, our, she's my, basically one of our producers at this point because she gives us episode notes. <laughs> we will have her on the episode soon. We yes, promise. We have yeah. to. Um, and this is a cocktail drink. It's on the drunkenmoogle.com for anybody who's interested in making the drink. It's absolutely delicious. And yeah, it definitely lowers inhibitions. So <laughs> easy to drink, easy to drop panties, especially if Spike is in this equation for sure, which he is. So yeah, everyone get ready because we are done. This is not after school special. This is just straight up sex. Daddy yeah. Episode. Dude. So yes, I am excited to talk about because for listeners who are newly joining us, I have taken on the less popular viewpoint that Spike is the hottie of the show, quickly followed by Drusilla, who is babely as fuck also. <laughs> but many viewers are largely in favor of Angel. So mm. I'm curious if y'all are still feeling on this rewatch where you're rediscovering Spike and therefore having a new sexual awakening, do you still draw panties for Angel? Dude, it's like the ultimate fuck, Mary kill conundrum, dude, because... Yeah, I don't know, because Angel still does look good as fuck, like, especially in this episode. Like, I feel like he has, like, elevated his fashion sense this season. Okay, what and... she means is that he didn't wear black. <laughs> or also, or a white tank top. Has, well, also, he has sleeves. He has sleeves. Yeah. So he's elevated. But, I mean, Spike is just hot as fuck. Oh, my God. And he literally says, good girl, and talk to daddy. So, yeah. I don't know. It's hard. It's I don't know. I'm having a really hard time. Yeah. So, at the beginning of the episode in the, like, previously on, we mm -hmm. get a reminder that Spike kills Slayers and also wears full-length leather trench coats. <laughs> and, personally, I don't. I don't know. I just don't think a leather trench coat does it for me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. hot take. I yeah, know. I know. I came out weird coat. with it. But, <laughs> like, what a weird thing to have an opinion on. But okay, wait. Um, so every like Neo in the Matrix, that's gonna be a no for you. Yeah, dude. Is he that's like, long a sex leather symbol? coat? Well, like, he's hot. I'm just trying to yeah. think of other hot daddies. It's it's a very small number of daddies in leather coats. So that was it's either that or Mac wearing the duster. I was gonna <laughs> say Mac in the duster too, dude. I Mac in the those duster. Those are the only two people I think of. Yeah, and I just feel like that doesn't like scream <laughs> sex to me. I think that that's only kind of proving my point. <laughs> okay, okay. When he has his coat off, like when he's like not outside. Yeah, but in this episode, he's 
bamf facey a lot yeah, and totally. i don't know also Dude. i have like a weird blonde thing like i just don't think blonde i don't know i don't okay. mean to have Dude, don't on people's it. hairs Dude, don't justify it it either that's does never it been my thing it. It like i fun. never was super into malfoy and i feel like spock spike oh, has like a malfoy va- vibe you know he oh my god maybe vibe. that's why i'm so wet <laughs> that is my ultimate vibe like i want him to beat me unconscious <laughs> like that is ideal <laughs> Dude, yeah, that is the vibe for sure. He Spike gives the vibe that like if he was if you were getting intimate, like maybe you would yeah. fear for your life. Yeah. But like wouldn't die. Yeah. But like you would think you were gonna die. Absolutely. You would hit that sweet spot. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Thus the dropped panties. Oh. Let's just jump into it because I'm ready. Yeah. Ready to yes. talk about Daddy. So I think that i just want to set up that we're going to talk about gender stereotypes my first note was like let's talk about gender stereotypes something to look forward to Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely but also i mean anybody who listened to our episode um inca mommy girl (laughs) um and heard about the last time that everyone dressed up in costume they should already be concerned (laughs) I'll say that this episode luckily wasn't as bad as that, but obviously there was some questionable shit related to, yeah, Halloween and yeah, what it, it is, what it means. To like dress up in a Halloween costume than like a costume you wear to like a quote unquote culture <laughs> Dude, party um, or whatever. <laughs> I was, or I'm just like, any, I don't trust any of these writers with the costume idea because it's fair. It's fair. <laughs> they've already betrayed us all but um yeah so John mentioned so this was interesting that they did start with the flashback because it was kind of it was actually two episodes that had like mm-hmm. side quests um which usually it was only one in season one they would only put like a random side episode before they would usually like hop back to the plot so they did remind us that hey spike exists he is like the leader of like the vampire pack in Sunnydale now. Um, he also has his partner, Drew, which they have like a power exchange dynamic. And she's, yeah, she's and like a bunch of like, and, like a baby doll baby. Dude, the yeah. baby's name was Edith in this one. <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. So they reminded us and that she needs her Drew tea. is a baby. <laughs> yeah i guess but it's hot just trust us just go with it go with it yeah so yeah so we jump in um we open on pop's pumpkin patch where a little wooden sign alerts us it sets the stage for the episode and lets us know that we're two days from halloween um when suddenly buffy's body flies through and crushes a (laughs) (laughs) jack-o'-lantern So within 30 seconds of the episode starting, we know that Buffy's, she's fighting a vamp. Obviously, she's back on her game. Um, She, in this fight, this was amazing. So she threw a stake so hard that it like <laughs> hits like a scarecrow standing up. <laughs> like point in, like it was fucking badass. <laughs> um, Lots of ballet spin kicks in this fight. Yeah, um, so she definitely learned her lesson last episode, and she is not, like, not training. She's definitely not missing training. Yeah. Sessions. Giles, she's on top of it. Um, 
and we kind of like it's like okay normal Buffy intro cool like kick 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 yeah punch, punch. <laughs> and then there's just like this vampire in the bushes with like a handheld video cam like making some kind of like amateur slayer <laughs> porno or something and like it's weird because he's in vamp face and it's yes. like i get that for the sake of the plot that like we the viewer know that this is a vampire and not like someone who is making like a voyeur who's just like yeah totally just like a normie person but it also like the battery is dying yes, yes. what was so up with that like, dude have you been following her for hella long like do you have a, is this your side project do you have other <laughs> like videographer duties like he just did a wedding <laughs> like, or it's like does he not know like how to really use it and so oh. he's gonna just like throw it away oh my the god yeah dies. because how old is he he could be like from the 1800s <laughs> <laughs> He would have a much harder time using the camera if he was from the 1800s. <laughs> like, if he learned how to use it, I imagine he would know what a battery was. Dude, and the battery is dying, and he shakes it, and it comes back to life, which is yes. amazing. Yeah, it was basically Sunnydale like magic. blowing on your Nintendo game or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, cool, that's like 90s technology for you, I guess. <laughs> and like... So we keep getting this kind of view where it switches to like the handy cam yeah. and then back. And then the handy cam only records in black and white, apparently. <laughs> it's like creepy nighttime black and white. And there's no flash. And so it just like <laughs> can see her without <laughs> any flash. And then um Buffy's like doing her thing, fight, fight, fight. She fucking stakes this guy with like the pops pumpkin patch sign. Oh no. <laughs> which is amazing. amazing. And again, so hard that it literally like stands. Like she went through the vamp and then the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and then the guy, the vamp recording guy, just does that kind of slowly like slowly backs away. Like that Homer Simpson <laughs> meme where he just like goes into the bush. <laughs> it was wild i guess she is like not someone that you'd want to be caught by or whatever but it's like dude just wait until she i think he he (laughs) is also a voyeur for sure (laughs) (laughs) that is just his instinct he's like now slink that's why the battery's dead because he's the guy that records all the vampire orgies and so that's why they're like (laughs) dude they definitely need a tripod <laughs> so that a tripod so he can participate. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so now that you have this first scene done, like what are you thinking? So you think it's like porno? Like what are you thinking? It's up or like not to say this word because it's not great, but this is what it's called. But it could, I was like, is this like bum fights? But it's <laughs> <laughs> like it's, which was that was a thing that was a that you could buy. <laughs> it is what it sounds. It's really bad. <laughs> Don't look it up. <laughs> but yeah, I had a moment of like, okay, is this just like for sale, like for retail, basically? Yeah. yeah. This just dude want, he wants to get famous on TikTok, and he's like, <laughs> this is my moment. 
I was gonna say he I immediately was like he is recording so that he can cancel her on vampire twitter and like <laughs> record like the excessive use of porn dude what would vampire twitter be called <laughs> I don't know <laughs> okay let me give me a second give me a second yeah 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 <laughs> okay you guys think about that for a second Bi- biter <laughs> like fangs chat oh it's just called um may i enter (laughs) (laughs) wow that is the chat room on like vampire aol (laughs) exactly (laughs) (laughs) oh so should we talk about the next opening scene after the intro we Mm -hmm. see the bronze Mm -hmm. and i feel like in a shot that is just for us we see a tray going by that has (laughs) some lattes and then what do you guys think that is like a cupcake it's definitely they have muffins like a muffin Costco muffins like a cupcake oh sure yeah you're right it was wrapped or whatever so I guess we're learning, we're getting some more canon on the what's bronze, available at the bronze. A really important detail of and the Buffy like, The band that's playing is just one of those bands that like sounds like Pearl Jam. Dude, <laughs> I literally was like, is this Creed? I Googled it and I found <laughs> on the Buffy Wikipedia that it's a band called Epperlay. And they wow. basically only, like they were only around until 1988, like 97, 98. They had this one song in Buffy. But it totally, you guys should look it up. They sound, yes, like Pearl Jam. Yeah, it was like, just like such a moment where like yes. everyone sounded like fucking Eddie Vedder. And <laughs> that is what this is serving. Yes. <laughs> and okay, so this is first fanny drop because Angel is like standing there. There's like slow jams playing in the background. It's like, <laughs> that's my impression of Eddie <laughs> Sounds just like Pearl Jam. <laughs> I thought you'd I thought you would put a Pearl Jam song on. <laughs> yeah, that was not me actually. I just cut that in. I cut that in. <laughs> oh my god. So Angel's standing by himself. And he's wearing a light blue button up. Mm-hmm. So like you said, he's like But it's like unbuttoned, like four buttons down, and he has a totally hairless chest, so it's not tacky. It's a whole hot. new angel, dude. And he is showing emotion on his face, yeah. which is new. Yeah, he has an expression. So maybe every time he hangs out with Buffy, he like just got out of Botox treatment. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that is what it looks like. He let it slip because he is 241 years old, dude. And he's like, it takes a lot. (laughs) Like, that, like, little rolling thing only does so much. (laughs) He, like, goes to bed with one of those, like, UV, like, dude, I think that would kill him. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Or if that equals like vampire microdermabrasion. <laughs> it's just like the first layer of skin cells dying. Yeah. But it just like ashes off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So fucking his Botox is worn off. He's waiting. 
brooding um and cordelia walks up as she does and he's like yo i'm waiting for buffy she's like that's cool dude i'm just like chilling like you know how are you how have you been like haven't seen you in a minute um and of course that's right when buffy walks in and she sees it and immediately storms away (laughs) like it's so upset immediately like okay chill you guys aren't even like exclusive but whatever dude but um, he is smiling for the first time in the whole oh, show he laughs dude she <laughs> like laughs. he, he even laughs. laughs dude he is like wearing light blue and laughing <laughs> so that's basically like shouting i'm gonna fuck cordelia <laughs> Bro, but Buffy, she needs to stay in her lane though like he obviously fucks with her because she's hot not because she's funny like she needs to understand Dude, but buffy is the funniest <laughs> okay but if he she's never made him laugh like dude, wait, i guess not and cordelia dude i love her more and more every time i watch me it. too so i was point, having this I'm episode upset. like wow i love her yeah yeah rare form and so they um angel like sees her buffy trying to fucking escape oh okay also the bronze is super decorated for halloween like they did not skimp on the fucking (laughs) budget for halloween decorations like is this halloween town do they go this hard for all other kind of (laughs) whatever is it like 1990s midwestern town even though we're in california and people just like hella decorate or yeah it's halloween town and they're like we just go hard for halloween it's just capitalism bro they're they're decorating everything but capitalism is quite crazier now and do not do it like they did then dude it is wild but anyway so the door has all these little ghosts on it as he tries she's literally trying to ghost him it's a metaphor and then angel like sees her and it's like no you know and tries to go get her and he's like i thought we had a date and that's why the explanation for his outfit <laughs> that's his date fit dude. Yes. <laughs> she's like it's not bad dude she's like oh a date she's like yeah dates are for normal normal girls and i'm not a normal girl i think i don't think about dates i think about ambush tactics and beheadings it's like me too exactly (laughs) it's like obviously angel's into that that's the first time i wrote sploosh i was like Yes. I was like, dude, Angel is hard right now. Yes. He's like, tell me more yeah. about yeah. these beheadings. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, this is just a fucking Buffy having pick me girl syndrome, which she fucking has so much in this episode. Like, she's like, I'm not like other girls. Like, I'm different. And like, trying to understand like what it is that Angel wants. And yeah. Dude, and then it's like she fights one vampire and it's like work's done and like time for my date at the bronze like if she's on duty doesn't that mean she has to stay out later like what if other vampires come that kind of confused me <laughs> she's kind well, of slacking she did, off of her duty maybe she did her patrol and she found like one dude and was like and then like patrolled a little more and it was like you know quiet you know okay. yeah okay. she did say she was late yeah to getting there okay and then also i just want to say that Buffy's whole like normal girls she says that like normal girls think about like nail polish and facials and it's like okay 
let's talk about gender stereotypes. <laughs> like, yeah. here we fucking go. It's pretty yeah, early yeah. in the epi. It's going to get way heavier later on. Mm-hmm. But any any folks who are listening who like facials and nail polish, do you. Live your also, life. like, we get it. You're rich. <laughs> like, yeah. Don't throw your facial in our face. <laughs> She's like, Dude. I only do my beheadings with, like, fancy-ass swords. She's like, also best friend home with Willow. A, mask, a homemade mud mask. <laughs> Willow's not into that shit. So what the fuck? She's just talking about herself. <laughs> yeah. And it's dude. like, wait, so you are a normal girl. <laughs> I guess, quote unquote. Yeah. <laughs> And then she leaves. And then she leaves. Yeah, she's she like, leaves. "Yeah, I'm. I'm not into this. I gotta go home. <laughs> Bye." Yeah. And then Courtney is just there, and she's like, "Cappuccino." And it's like, "Fuck yeah, I want a cappuccino." Dude, like, what time is it? <laughs> it's so late to be drinking a cappuccino. Dude, they're like, we can't drink or do drugs, That's and true. this is like yeah, as yeah. close to cocaine as I can possibly get. Yeah, now they this cappuccino. Do you think Angel feels caffeine? I guess there was that whole thing where Spike was saying he got high on acid from eating someone at um that's that had drugs at- in their system. So if they maybe he feels that if he drinks caffeinated blood, yeah, like maybe his digestive properties are only effective if like blood is involved in it. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Mm, he's we're like, all just like quiet. Courtney's like mm, cappuccino, and he's like drink it, and then I'll. Just <laughs> okay, that's cheating. That's cheating. <laughs> Dude, they never set ground rules. That's true. That's it's true. not cheating. Yeah, they're not exclusive. They're not exclusive. Yeah. They're not even on a date. Okay, so the next day at school um, opens on the gang. They're walking down the hallway, and we see Snyder literally <laughs> touch. Okay. He literally grabs a student, right? Like grabs her arm. A young woman, dude. A young woman, yes. An underage person at the school that he like the principal. Yes, principal. (laughs) Like puts hands. An adult man. He fucking puts hands. And um, but it's for good cause. He's making her volunteer to take kids trick-or-treating, which Dude, is I have so, so fucking much weird. To say okay, about this, please but we go should off. get into it later. No, let's get into it later <laughs> okay, when okay. they actually go. It's weird. It's weird. It's a it's weird program. So weird. Okay. Weird. So that wasn't enough because Buffy walks by. Obviously, she's wearing like a very revealing top that doesn't, it's sleeveless and her decolletage and her back is exposed. He touches her bare shoulder, dude. And yes, it's like, I wrote that too. Dude, it was her so bare creepy. shoulder. It's so um, creepy. Yes. So he grabs her as well and makes also makes Buffy, um, Buffy, Willow, and Xander. They have to sign up also for this program to take people trick or kids, random neighborhood kids trick or treat. He's like Buffy, a delinquent. Come take children <laughs> trick or treating. <laughs> Okay, yeah. I'll just say this one thing. So, okay. <laughs> I don't mean to bring up the classic Halloween town again. <laughs> no, bring it up but so much. Everyone, oh shit. Actually, that is not even the movie I'm thinking of. <laughs> wow, okay. Wow, okay. you called it a classic. You're oh like, my God. Heavy on the- wow. Wow. I thought you were a fan. I Halloween Town is great, but yeah, I'm mixing up my movies about towns that are just Halloween. So, in Hocus Pocus, okay, I'm following. Okay, 
So in the great Halloween movie, (laughs) Hocus Hocus, all of the parents go to a party. Oh, that's right. And they do not invite their kids. And every single parent, but it's at the high school gym. (laughs) And so every parent is there. And so I'm like, is this a situation like that where they need to like enlist high schoolers to take their kids trick-or-treating because they're like, we are doing a party or or it could be like a rosemary's baby situation mm. and they are having a satanic ritual <laughs> so it's obviously one them. of those two mm-hmm. so it does seem like they have i think that they have mentioned at this point that halloween night is like chill as fuck for paranormal stuff so maybe over the years these parents have just been like <laughs> to a sense of security <laughs> that like they can send their children out with strangers it's the one like, night of the year that kids don't get killed also it's the in 90s town. dude and i feel like in the 90s just no one gave a fuck kids ran but then wild. why would they have high schoolers escorting them they because would just be like, able to do their own thing. Yeah, it's weird. There's a, it raises more weird. questions. Than I'm sure. disturbed. <laughs> I literally in my notes, I'm like, where are these people's parents? Yeah. Wow, I guess, dude, I didn't question that part at all. I, <laughs> I guess, was just like, yeah, whatever. The trick or treating does start at four, yeah, which was early. kind of early. So maybe everyone is just at work still or something okay sure it goes till six like it doesn't seem or like maybe all the parents are early. at home handing out candy because apparently every fucking house oh, right. had its light on so <laughs> it is halloween town it's like the classic <laughs> movie classic. <laughs> everyone correctly identifies all the time <laughs> oh, wow man. to be honest i was gonna cut that out <laughs> <laughs> now you can't no you can't (laughs) okay so okay yeah so uh chris touched on this apparently okay and i think it's so weird halloween is the one night of the year that buffy is like i was just gonna chill at home because according to giles halloween is dead for the undead which yes i think is so fucking weird but so the vamps have like a self-care night yeah it's odd because in every other like culture this is the one night that the most shit goes down but whatever okay um okay so then xander goes to go get a soda obviously and he's stopped by someone named larry who seems just like a big like white football player bully with yeah. like a buzz cut basically <laughs> like next like year he's this going- town's future cop <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> um and he's like hey you and Buffy are just friends right like do you think she'd go out with me because some guys are saying that she's fat dude totally also like what guys she literally went on one date and it was that guy who was like hella into Emily Dickinson poetry dude also are we I think he died (laughs) are we watching Grease because describing her as fast was so old time Dude, to me i was like it is okay. basically grease um and xander gets all upset because 
she's not fast and he knows because he's been trying to hit it for a long ass time he's like who said that (laughs) yeah (laughs) and he can't hit so he gets all upset and they proceed to grab each other's shirts um when buffy comes up and obviously slams larry against the soda machine with her also it was a really unrealistic scene because i feel like in high school as soon as that happens everyone around would be like that did not happen (laughs) well because they were just grabbing each other's shirts like everyone in the writer's room went to private school (laughs) (laughs) they were all wearing polos when they wrote this episode (laughs) that actually holds up (laughs) polo shirts are i think the rapiest shirt oh my god i agree especially pink ones sorry everyone yeah (laughs) throw them away guys throw them away it's not 1997 (laughs) get over it um so xander gets all fucking pissy because buffy a woman came to his defense right Mm -hmm. so he fucking storms off um he's like everyone is gonna keep calling me a sissy man (laughs) dude and it's like not only did they have to do that which was fucked up but when like Buffy slams the dude up against the soda machine. The soda that comes uh. out is diet. And she's oh. like, yay, a <laughs> diet soda. And it's like, wow, dude, you couldn't really. He <laughs> like, deserves a fucking cal- caloric so- soda after that. <laughs> dude, give, yes, give her a Dr. Pepper, dude. What the fuck? She's tired. Um, yeah. and, but then at least we have Willow to just remind us that boys are so fragile. Fucking amen. Um, so forget about Xander. Speaking of fragile, though, how <laughs> was your date with Angel last night? Yeah. And Buffy's like, it didn't happen because he was getting all snoogly with 40. <laughs> uh-huh. And like, what if I'm not even his type? And like, what if Cordelia is his type? <laughs> And how, like, there's only one way they can solve this this question. Yes. And so they decide to steal the Watcher Diary, which is basically the equivalent of, like, stalking someone's Instagram if you're a vampire. Apparently, (laughs) dude. Like, oh, okay. So there's hella vamps. Yes. Obviously. Yeah. She literally every night has to go on fucking patrol. So there's hella vamps. And they were like, oh, let's go look at this like one particular watcher's book to see if there is information about angel maybe it's like local vamps like the san francisco chronicle but like (laughs) just local though dude yeah i mean he's i'm not sure california had a real thing going on for white people in 1775 dude it that's not who lived there no yeah, but like exactly. maybe he that researches maybe he researches the history white people did their whole like manifest destiny <laughs> and no, like, reached all the way out to california so maybe he family trees like for people that are like vampires that are known right because like he i mean angel's been around for like at least i mean i don't know how much time has passed since episode one at least a year like, at least a summer a semester right so maybe it's like just research about like known vampires that sure. are in the area okay well i think that they're like we're gonna find the watcher diaries and read up on angel from when from like 
the 1700s yes dude like they want to know about they want to see about his early years they want to scroll hella far down (laughs) on his instagram and like try super hard not to accidentally double tap anything (laughs) (laughs) yes because that would be embarrassing there's this like hella cute scene where they're like creeping up into the library and that's like the door of the library is like around like chef's door i guess like which is like the round window mm-hmm. and all of a sudden buffy and willow's faces like pop up it's also decorated there is like a bat sticker on the door <laughs> and then they um see the giles is in there and they're like oh shit like we need we need a more fleshed out plan it honestly is i also wrote how cute it was when they put their little heads in the door it's like a very nice buffy and willow scene this little part where they get together to like do something so normal as to like you know steal something from a teacher (laughs) yeah it's very precious like steal historical documents So Buffy distracts Giles, obviously, by talking about his calendar. And while she's distracting him, Willow, like, sneakily sneaks into his office and grabs the, I guess, angel volume. I'm imagining, like, an encyclopedia of names. Like, I don't think... Okay, I think it's by year. I think it's by year. Okay. Because, yeah, because they pick it and they're, like, 1775. So I feel like it's, like, a yearbook situation. Okay, okay. Maybe a year or a range of the small years or something. Yeah. So they she grabs it and they dip out hella quick and they run to the bathroom and they open to like a random page. Okay. And the page has a hella crude drawing. <laughs> it's such a bad draw, like fucking half ass, like a 10 second sketch in like the shittiest charcoal. It's like faded. It's a drawing of a woman in like a big old timey gown, like a Marie Antoinette hair. And Buffy gets so fucking wigged about like, she's hotter than me. And it is such a shitty drawing. She like doesn't have a face. Like it's just, (laughs) it's basically just like a drawing of a a dress. A dress. With (laughs) some hair on top. And she's like, oh, my god she's like, gorgeous yeah. this it's just like into- honestly this is so weird so it's angel when he's 18 before he's a vampire and this is the girl he was into why is that in this book <laughs> dude there was a voyeur like that what night. is giles was writing like- about right now <laughs> giles is probably like Today, a man named Kanye West was born. <laughs> oh <my God>. that... <laughs> he's probably writing Kanye's history pre-wrapping. If this is the <laughs> shit he's writing. Dude, I just can't emphasize enough that the drawing was shitty. And I don't understand this whole spiral that Buffy goes down. We talked about it Dude, well, yeah, we... it does make sense that she really fixates on the dress because that's literally all the trial is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, oh my God, 1775, the peak of luxury. And it's like, girl, they didn't I know have so. <laughs> that like, yeah, I know that your character isn't like super based on being book smart, but come on like, yeah you know you would only wash your pussy like once a month it's <laughs> not a cool time to be hanging out that's why you need so many layers on your dress 
Got to keep it all contained. Dude, and they definitely did not have diet soda. No. (laughs) (laughs) A diet soda. If someone from 1775 came out of a time machine and had a sip of soda, they would die. (laughs) They would be immediately diabetic. (laughs) So maybe they don't want diet, dude. (laughs) Willow definitely brings up an important point of like, also, now women can vote. And, like, that sketch of a dress was not able to vote. So an important important distinction, besides also, like, having a face, (laughs) is, like, the ability to vote. (laughs) Oh, my God. So thank God that Cordelia walks in because it is fucking And she's in, like, full business cash. So she's got, like, a white collared button up with like a sweater vest over it yes it's amazing yeah and it's like is it like a plaid skirt yeah it's it's like a skirt that like maybe five years later I would have bought it hot topic (laughs) (laughs) but she's petrified it I feel it's dope um and so she's like what's what happened last night Buffy you ran off and left Angel all alone but don't worry I comforted him and I feel like it's implied that she comforted him with her mouth (laughs) yes dude that is how she's saying it she like is putting lipstick on (laughs) yeah and she's like dude so what's Angel's story okay this was so weird too this part of the scene because Buffy straight up is like he is a vampire (laughs) it's crazy dude yeah she is like obviously very upset and is just like yeah exactly the dress is really fucking with her triggering her dude yeah and then she's just like telling well, I guess Cordelia isn't like anyone because she's kind of been there through some of the most the most fucked up shit that kind of Buffy has also been through. Um, but it is kind of wild, dude, that she just outs Angel as a fam. And it's like, maybe he was going to do it in his own time. <laughs> and then this was the other thing I didn't get. Maybe, Chris, you have some insight on this. So whatever. Cordelia doesn't believe that Angel's a vampire, which is already weird because she's already seen like hella weird shit happen. She saw like a Frankenstein. But anyway, But she calls him a Care Bear with fangs. So she's yes. also like, maybe he is a vamp, but like yeah. he's a snuggly one. Yeah. But then she's like, okay, when it comes, Cordelia's like, when it comes to dating, I'm the slayer. So I couldn't find this online. So she, Cordelia, knows that Buffy is the slayer. Yes. I feel like at this point she knows. Like she's so then she should believe that Angel's a vampire for sure. If yeah, she dude, knows I that think Buffy that this is just slays like... vampires. But she like doesn't kill. So I think that what we're seeing here is that like Cordelia, part of why I love Cordelia is that she is so self-involved that she just has like no idea what's going on. And I respect the fuck out of that but also i feel like her awareness of vampires is only like buffy would kill them and so the idea that a vampire is hanging out like when you become a vampire you die and then like a demon inhabits your body so you're not like hanging out with humans having fucking cappuccinos exactly so she's like there's no way because she can't like think that man it's nighttime you guys she can't um wrap her head around it okay okay okay. i think that that is what's happening here okay okay that makes sense and also 
what a fucking power statement okay so we're just angels of vampire and buffy's the slayer okay which is just fresh panties on the conveyor belt dude (laughs) (laughs) the whole episode every character gets a sploosh um dude okay so now we are at the costume shop so in order to participate in the super confusing trick-or-treating program costumes for the high schoolers are mandatory mandatory (laughs) so the gang decides to go to this new costume shop um and willow is just trying to buy a costume so the gang goes to the new costume shop ethan's costumes and willow is just trying to buy a ghost costume dude and buffy is like what are you doing (laughs) such a bummer yeah dude i hated this scene it was awful she's like anti-slut shaming whatever like modesty shaming fucking willow she's like yeah you can only you can only feel empowered as a woman if you dress like a slut and by wanting to dress in a costume that makes you feel comfortable but covers your body like that's anti-feminist essentially obviously that's not what Buffy's saying because again it is 1997 but that (laughs) is the vibe that she's giving off and it is super frustrating yeah yeah and then she's like no you can't get this costume willow because then like you you'll never be noticed and it's like um i'm pretty sure the last costume that willow picked she got noticed by seth green (laughs) so i trust her costume (laughs) she's getting noticed by the right kind of people yeah she pulls she definitely pulls so i had a moment of like okay did like is ghosts being a white sheet like an old timey thing or is that like because the kkk and i was like is this actually just Whoa. like the kkk outfit no dude it does say boo across the board but still i and was it like doesn't when, have a hood why does this happen Every, she covers her head classic she covers her head costume that's yeah, i know I think it's classic when like after the kkk okay wait i'm gonna find Report. out no it's okay i looked it up so oh, yeah. oh. I looked it up, and thankfully it is not. It's pre yeah, No shit. I was worried about it, dude. And like, okay, the, um, apparently, were you worried about it? Yes, dude. I looked. Dude, it up. the KKK appropriated <laughs> fucking ghost. Dude, apparently, <laughs> between dicks, dude. the 1400s and 1700s, people were buried in shrouds, and so okay. when people, that's why white sheets were like oh, ghosts because that's how they were buried. And as like a little bonus fact, apparently thieves would dress up in white sheets to impersonate spirits so they could frighten people and steal their money. <laughs> so oh, wow. That's fucking dude, let's bring that back. <laughs> we'll get shot. No, I don't we'll think get we shot. should wear white sheets because of reasons kind of I mentioned what? before. <laughs> what if we wrote blue across them? Yeah, what if we wrote blue? I don't across think it's them? enough. Dude. What if it wasn't a white sheet? But it's just like there's a difference a floral pattern sheet. There's a difference between a white sheet, dude, and a fucking white pointed fucking. I think it's close. I think everyone knows the difference. I don't know. (laughs) I think it's drawing a line too. It's the line is blurred, dude. Okay, yeah. 
shit is a little too toxic right now, I guess, to like even fuck around. Yeah, dude. Like, like uh, okay, a back. floral sheet so, is fine. But yeah, I don't think that we should be wearing white sheets, dude. <laughs> oh my okay, god. Okay. Okay. Anyways. No ghosts for Halloween. <laughs> no ghosts. Canceling sheets. Canceling ghosts. We're canceling ghosts. Canceling, ghosts. canceling white sheets. Canceling white sheets. <laughs> Who has white sheets anymore? Like, rich. it does seem really fucking impractical. Like, dude, people rich who don't people have their periods. Rich people have white ass bedding. That is, oh my a, God. that is a thing dude um, so at the costume shop that sells sheets they also sell the most elaborate costume imaginable like their selection range is literally anything you can imagine because they have a giant pink fucking ball gown that looks exactly like the drawing Dude, and it's like displayed, whereas all the other ones are just in those plastic bags that you buy costumes in. And this one is displayed, dude. So I guess there's only one. And there's a light, like the light from the window is like shining perfectly yeah. on it. Um, and that when Buffy spots it is right when a mysterious uh costume shop owner like throws the curtains back and walks up and he like immediately starts to like hold the costume up to her and it's so okay again this scene is so annoying because it's like she told willow to go naked and then she chooses the most covering fucking outfit <laughs> i Dude, thought because she was she's gonna like, pick a, a hot because she's like this is hoey for angel <laughs> yeah this is hoey for angel dude exactly she's <laughs> like oh this dress looks exactly like a 1775 gown like i can identify it yeah dude okay also though meanwhile xander is just like practicing being a school shooter like (laughs) he has picked up a plastic gun from the costume shop so all he gets i feel like it's important for later to note that all he got from this costume shop was a fucking plastic gun and then he it went to the army surplus store yeah, yeah. and got a fit for his whole thing. And he, I feel like when I was five years old playing duck hunt, mm-hmm. I was told that I can't point the plastic gun at people. Yeah. But like, I learned that you I don't do fucking point that. at someone. And Xander, a teenage fucking boy, is pointing this plastic gun pulling the fucking trigger and making comments about being repressed and (laughs) emasculated so all i'm trying to say is this guy is a school shooter and he definitely has a manifesto (laughs) yeah dude it was very uncomfortable and then dude again painting some weird ass shit about what it means to be masculine if like being emasculated is resolved by being a school shooter so Ah, something something apparently it is yeah (laughs) totally he's not he was ahead of his time i guess (laughs) great and so the buffy's like oh i can't afford this because slay slaying don't pay (laughs) and the costume shop guy is like I'll make you an offer you can't refuse. <laughs> 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 Dude, and she's into also, it. Also, like, say no. Like, 
that is some evil shit like that is either like a genie tricking you or it's like or a you have to do a situation favor. i immediately was like he wants mouth stuff yeah dude at least at least minimum <laughs> minimum okay, mouth stuff. and this is a renaissance period dress and 1775 is really like not in that time period like we're <laughs> kind of knocking on the victorian age at that point and this does not fit at all into no the period. no so, no okay so when we watched this episode we were kind of trying to get through it so that we could record tonight but i wanted to pause it so bad because jen is super into time period pieces <laughs> and i wanted so badly to be like what time period is it that did dress not even actually from? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. It, it was Renaissance. <laughs> but it was pink, so I guess it was like, pink. Renaissance. Was pink. Obviously, she's rich because she's got access to those dyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, and then she, well, yeah. Okay, I'll just, I'm saying it. So yeah, say it. She say it. gets a wig and that shit is just down. And it's like, dude. It would be an updo that also was not yes. know, super historically inaccurate. <laughs> yeah, it's just Wait, wasn't it up when she first put it on? Because no, she has it was just it's always like, brown. The, it was like crimped hair. It was just brown crimped hair. Oh wait, no, no. When she becomes up. real, yeah, yeah when dude. she becomes real, it's down. Because when she's getting ready, she does have a thing in her hair. She has her- it up, and then she pulls the little side pieces down to frame her face. Because yes, I don't know if we've mentioned it's 1997, <laughs> and like that is the fucking look. Are you looking it up right now? Yeah, I think. Okay, she, no, I think- you're right. It does look up. She has it in like a half updo. Yeah. And it's curly. And then I guess when she becomes real, it's all of a sudden down and crimped. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay. I was definitely like the hardest thing that it is to accept as real in this episode is that that's Buffy's real hair. Yeah. Like, yeah. It is yeah. not. It's it is not, not realistic. Okay. Now we flash to uh this is 10 out of 10 panty dropping scene, basically. For the me, scene me is personally. wild. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're at the warehouse and Spike. Okay, is- also, this is a gym. They're at a gym. Oh, I thought it was the warehouse. Dude, the no, abandoned there warehouse. It's like iron that they are pumping because I guess they're training. Oh. To. They are oh. at the gym. And there's TVs everywhere. Because you know how at the gym there's mm-hmm. just like TVs everywhere? Mm. That is where they are. <laughs> Whoa. They, like, took over a valley total. <laughs> I was going to say. Okay, so they're at the vampire gym. And, and like he can't figure out how to charge his recorder, but he can't figure out how to have it on eight TVs at once. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Spike definitely did it. Spike definitely did it. <laughs> but they're watching the Buffy highlights video, and we <laughs> realize that he is studying how she, how her, her techniques, her fighting techniques. And he says, she's tricky. Baby likes to play. And I wrote, I'm what for daddy? Yes. <laughs> it's honestly the only appropriate response. <laughs> And then immediately, um, Drusilla walks in with a stuffed animal and she's like, Edith needs her take. Dude, it's definitely a creepy porcelain doll. It's one of those creepy porcelain dolls that watches them fuck. Um, and <laughs> Spike is like, come here, poodle. And Drusilla's like, do you love my insides? Wow, dude, that's, wow. that's Ella on point. Wow. <laughs> yeah, dude. I basically... Wrote, like, She's like, wants to give him her guts. <laughs> yes. 
I definitely wrote that like he Drew guts. is. She's like, do you love beating my guts? And he was like, yeah, that's literally what you say. Dude, I definitely wrote that like Drew is the girlfriend who texts you in the middle of that, the night to ask if you'd still love her if she was a worm. <laughs> because like, <laughs> that's, this is the first instance of that happening ever. And then gay culture really grasped onto it. <laughs> Do you love my inside? <laughs> dude and daddy does he does he's like why do you have to ask (laughs) he's like yeah i beat gut yeah (laughs) um and then she like alludes to like how tomorrow like the slayer will be weak um and he's like did you have a vision come on talk to daddy (laughs) he literally says talk to daddy (laughs) dude splush in all caps splush in all caps again dude i don't know what their relationship is but i want it (laughs) (laughs) macaroni in a pot (laughs) okay so what do you so john are you dry as a bone this whole scene basically yeah (laughs) i'm sorry but a porcelain doll it does not do it for me i'm closing up it's obviously not the porcelain doll (laughs) that we are talking but it's there and she's holding it this entire time and it's so creepy and yeah (laughs) and then i don't know i just don't know i don't know if i want someone to call themselves daddy Okay, I will say that I would need Drusilla to be, like, I would need to know that she, like, has enough control of her mental capacities to give consent. <laughs> but sure. beyond that, sure. I would fuck her. <laughs> like, that, or that is like, a big barrier. Come but... on, talk to daddy. But, you know, not like that. I mean, in the sexual daddy, not in, like, I'm your dad. Like, I feel like I need You've that. You've spoken like someone that has a dad. You're really <laughs> killing it for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta know as someone, someone who also fact, has a dad the fact I that do someone not. needs to clarify that it's not your actual dad and it's not implied because your dad is fucking gone <laughs> dude exactly <laughs> dude so between coming I did hear that key information about the episode and that someone has come to change it all someone new and to make Buffy weak. Yes. Yeah. Someone and it's going to happen on Halloween. Yeah. And and Spike's like, bro, that's my day off. <laughs> yes, dude. It's so embedded in saying? the lore. Yeah. <laughs> dude, so as soon as that happens, flash to the costume shop, right? We see candles in a circle. Never a good sign. And then it's Latin being spoke. It is definitely Latin. And there's a scary bust that we end up finding out later is a Janus bust. So I think I looked it up. It's like, what? He's actually the dude that like January is named after, which is actually fucking scary. And he is the god of like exactly what we end up finding later. He's an ancient Roman god of, or yeah new beginning yeah. traditions duality duality doorway. was like really what they kind of stuck on and they're like yeah that seems like the main because it has two faces yeah it has two faces which is actually pretty it has dope. kind of like a um 
like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde phase where like one of it is just like chill and then the other side it's like all scary and his mouth yeah. all open like yeah <laughs> it's like a scary statue with an open mouth yeah and the fucking weird costume shop guy is sweating profusely yeah. and praying to it and grunting it takes dude. a lot dude to do whatever he's doing yeah not surprising at all that it's a costume okay but actually Jen did you think that like the main antagonist of the episode was going to be the costume guy after that creepy scene where he's like Buffy suck my dick for this dress no I was just like this guy's a creep wow crazy okay cool <laughs> wild because in my notes I was like cool no surprise at all and the I feel like shop that is, is more dude. like a statement of our society <laughs> <laughs> wow, all I can do is laugh about it. That's <laughs> deep. It's deep. When you think about it, it's deep. Now it's Halloween and we have Buffy and Willow kind of at Buffy's house getting ready. Buffy's got her very specific 1775 period piece dress on and she's kind of talking to Willow through a closed door. Buffy says it will show him like Angel. I can quaff with the best of them, which yes. I guess means a hat a nun wears. No, it's the fucking hair. It's <laughs> wow. You're gonna have to cut out so much of this episode. Okay. Um. But no, I it's when you quaff your hair, dog the fucking puffy hair I do see it I do see the later. number two definition, number two definition <laughs> says style no, or arrange dude. someone's no. hair typically in an elaborate way the number one definition okay dog is she putting on a fucking habit context clues context clues basically <laughs> oh my god dude <laughs> Okay, so the next day on Halloween, um, Buffy and Willow are getting ready to <laughs> You guys, we're drinking. We're drinking in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> the Slayer's blood. The Slayer's blood. Oh, my God. Okay, the one thing that jumps out at me about this scene is that she's like, uh, Angel's coming over later. My mom is going to be gone. <laughs> dude totally it was super hot she's like i'm gonna put my tongue in his mouth y'all mm-hmm. he's going gonna put down he's gonna worship my inside <laughs> God, yes. okay so then willow finally comes out of the bathroom where she's been getting ready and what is her co- costume she's like dressed as buffy is that the costume? <laughs> okay so what I feel like that is kind of a running joke in the episode is like, what the fuck is she supposed to be? And earlier in the episode, in the costume shop, Buffy told Willow that the holiday means to come as you are not. So implying that you should dress as whatever the opposite of what you are is. And I think that we do see that happen. So Xander, who in his words, has, like, been emasculated in the episode, dresses as, like, a manly soldier, which is problematic, but we're moving past it. And Buffy is dressing up as a quaffed 1775 um, woman like who's, babe. like, <laughs> probably not, like, a badass who does crazy spin kicks. And then, so then Willow is dressing. I think the implication which again is problematic, is that 
by showing more skin and dressing less modestly, she's owning more confidence. And so that is where we're seeing this, like, this duality that is super much the intended theme of the episode, which now looking back on it years later is fucked up. (laughs) But (laughs) I do think that that is the purpose of her outfit is to be like, we've seen Willow in many, many overalls. And Mm. this is like the belly reveal where she comes out in this like teeny tiny little crop top and a teeny tiny leather skirt mm-hmm. and like 1410 would smash mm-hmm. but again dude like only if she was comfortable with it because like she it. seems like she's not no. a girl you has abs dude yeah <laughs> does she's have stacked abs. for sure <laughs> underneath, that's why she she's packing dude they underneath. were like yeah they're gonna know that she's stronger than Buffy. fucking washboard <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, and she is super uncomfortable, dude. I feel so bad. She's totally like, you know, hiding her stomach and like just not feeling it at all. And so when Xander shows up and they're waiting for her to come downstairs to all go out, that's when she puts on the, she comes down in the ghost outfit over. Also a very practical outfit. outfit. She's supposed to be like in charge of children, taking them outside and going <laughs> And she around. has no she peripheral has vision. tiny holes cut in sheet as her, exactly. So yeah, it's not one of her smarter moments. Honestly, in my mind, it's like, I would still smash Willow in her ghost costume. <laughs> Dude, that's exactly how Seth Green feels. Yeah. <laughs> But um, so they all meet up and they go to school. Um, they're given their assigned children, I guess, and they're, <laughs> they're all of different the ages. Are not there like dropping them divided off. by ages? There. Yeah, <laughs> they all have like one seven-year-old and one ten-year-old and one taller kid like it's all mixed up dude which is not how it would be (laughs) and dude this now that xander is at school with the outfit it's even more school shootery um and he (laughs) even aims the fake gun at larry the bully and i'm like whoa dude (laughs) this is fucking uncomfortable um but thank god for this scene because we get Seth Green again and I am wondering if his contract says he can only be in Spike episodes <laughs> because oh. he has not been in any episodes and I've been so dry and thirsty for Seth Green and he's finally <laughs> back um and basically the only purpose for him in this scene is to establish that Devin has ghosted Cordelia so she was dating the lead singer of his band and I guess not anymore they're broken up Oh, and, they're broken up? No. Yeah. That's well, a- she said that he ghosted. Okay. Like he has he ghosted been- her. Dude, he but- walked through the ghost door at the bronze. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it does seem like um Dingo's My Baby, the band, yeah. is still together. No, yeah, no. Cordelia and the lead singer are broken up. No, oh. Dingo's ate the baby Devin, Devin. Yeah, he's because in the scene, I got he's you. like yeah. getting his guitar. So they're definitely gonna play. You're right, you're right, you're right. Um, and then he also bumps into Willow, who's in the ghost costume. <laughs> Dude, and it's so cute because they bump into each other. 
and they're both just like, sorry, sorry. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. And then they walk in separate directions. And why was that like one of the sploochiest moments of the fucking episode, dude? It was a wholesome sploosh. Also a moment that wouldn't have happened if she could fucking see. So (laughs) (laughs) people then think of for her fucking ghost eye holes. Yeah. (laughs) So the gang takes their weird mismatch groups. Yeah, dude, this is where I just have a bunch of notes about how problematic this is. Like... I don't know, dude. I we haven't <laughs> talked about it a lot, so I won't keep going. But no, please, it doesn't make please sense. Don't please don't. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I don't get who organized this. It seems like Principal Snyder did it, but it also seems like a thing happens every year. And yeah, it's like you don't even get extra credit. I guess you just had to volunteer for this shit. Like Outside he literally just time. grabbed women by the foot. Yes, he grabbed yeah. women. Like, he grabbed women. That's how it's he like chose chaperones. to grab women. <laughs> yeah, that's what it exists for. Um, And so the um, they are trick-or-treating the little kids. <laughs> and this scene is amazing. <laughs> Basically, all the little kids are surrounding an old woman <laughs> and she's giving them candy, and all of a sudden the kid starts choking the old woman. <laughs> she's like, and the I'm out of like candy. Zooms <laughs> in on the, she's like, eh, eh. <laughs> she's like <laughs> They're like, it's trick now, bitch. The cameraman is like, we know y'all are thirsty for some choking action. (laughs) Here you go. Oh, my God. Dude, that would be wildly inappropriate. (laughs) (laughs) That kid was eight and that lady is like 80. Well, now he's a goblin. That is definitely past the like. even apply when you're a goblin? You're like half your age plus seven. (laughs) (laughs) That's when you can choke someone out. Yeah, dude, I think that's the social acceptable. I think it would be fucked up if she was choking him out. But in this case, <laughs> wait, what is more fucked up? Him it's mostly murder her out or her choking him out. Like, what's the more fucked up situation? Dude, definitely her choking him out. It's <laughs> the <laughs> fucked up situation. He's a minor. She's an elder, though. Elder. Piece. That's what I'm saying. That's why it's like the train track problem. No, dude. No. <laughs> honestly if she had just bought enough fucking candy yeah they wouldn't even she be in this situation yeah dude turn your porch turn light you off, light off. Oh, dude and she was like i swore i had more candy dude, her bad her bad she deserved what she had wow she deserves she deserved <laughs> it this is why this victim is blaming victim this blaming. is some victim blaming y'all some victim blaming <laughs> I'm drunk on Slayer's blood. It's late. I am here. For the, I'm here. on the I'm on the side of the goblin, dude. Like, I met President Johnson. <laughs> she dude. sees Buffy in her dress, and it's like, oh, Samantha. <laughs> she like recognizes her from the sketch. <laughs> she's like why are you wearing that 1500 dress when it's 1775 (laughs) oh god dude so the choking is kind of the signal that all hell has broken loose we hear screaming we hear glass breaking children are running everywhere xander is 
watching people run and suddenly his gun is a full Kyle Rittenhouse fucking rifle. It is huge and real and he's just holding it and he starts shooting at people. He starts shooting it, dude. I mean, I guess it's not people. It's people that have like turned into the costumes that they're wearing is what it seems like. But he is definitely shooting at them immediately. It's super violent. Um, Willow faints and she becomes a real ghost. So that means dude, that yeah, she, she dies. She dies. She, she dies. Like, she dies. You can't become a ghost unless you die. <laughs> she like literally is like, I can't breathe. And then she falls and then she just leaves. She's like, okay, leaves her fucking okay. corpse on I the have seen the sixth sense. She should have still had the sheet on, dude. Like it doesn't okay, make thank any you. sense. It's because she is like that is racist. <laughs> because okay, listener. She's like, I'm leaving this listener, listener. She dies wearing the ghost costume over the fucking revealing outfit. But when she dumps out of her body, the ghost costume doesn't come with her. It's so confusing. Now she's just a ghost that's like. I think her corpse oh. was just feeling the whole fit. <laughs> Dead now. <laughs> it oh is. Wow, dude. I was thinking about that so hard right now. Because it's like, okay, she does die. And then it does seem like everyone else who's wearing a costume from this costume shop, like the costume has morphed to their body or changed the way that the rest of their appearance looked or turned their tiny plastic gun, which was already alarming, into a straight up, like, murder weapon. It's not even a costume. It's a prop. It's a prop. You're right. It's a prop, which is crazy that it changes his whole deal. But whatever. So I think that the writers were just hoping that no one would make a podcast about this episode (laughs) and, like, break it down. It could be that, like, the ghost thing has to stay on her body because then she is dead and is the ghost. Whereas, like, they didn't have a budget for two ghost outfits. They had a one sheet (laughs) byline. (laughs) you know a line item on their budget and they were just like we cannot <laughs> oh my god okay so we have ghost willow we have commando xander and they finally find buffy and as she sees a monster approach she does the whole <sighs> <laughs> she literally swoons <laughs> she is now an old-timey person with crimped hair i guess yeah, crimp tear, and I guess she is wearing a corset, so she faints, and then apparently she has a southern accent. Yeah, it's so no breathy. <laughs> because of her corset. <laughs> oh my god, totally. Yeah. And then I guess no one has smelling salts. So. Obviously, <laughs> dude. Okay, she's like, I want to try to do the Buffy voice yeah, so yeah, bad. It, she's no, do like, it. do it. Do it. Do you have a musket? I go <laughs> with the man with the musket. I can't even, dude, because I'm not wearing a corset. I feel like if you, listener, it's just basically watch an like, episode of Bridgerton. Yeah, you yes. understand. can imagine like a Southern Bell accent, yes, yes. but it's like Mariah Carey. Yes. <laughs> That's what Buffy sounds like. <laughs> Dude, and there's a big issue because Xander doesn't recognize anyone and Buffy doesn't recognize anyone. So the only person that knows anybody in this situation is Willow. 
So both of them are so in character that they don't need. Do you think they have whole fake histories? Okay, okay. Christine, I kind of talked about this. So I was confused by this. Yeah, I think that they do because Xander is like not just a dude with a gun. He seems like he has some like soldier based knowledge, which implies that he has a backstory. Um, we also see a scene later when they're in Buffy's house where Buffy sees a picture of herself and recognizes it, which also implies some like self-awareness for this new identity that she's carrying around. And she does have a meltdown because it's like a modern And she's picture. not even like, exactly. She doesn't even look at it and she's not like, what is this devilry? <laughs> but she doesn't know what a car is. And, and then it's also like a really weird picture that is just Buffy with dark sunglasses standing there like <laughs> holding a paper bag or something like why does Joyce have that shit framed and displayed like I did not get what picture was supposed to be. because she doesn't have they a really, color special they really sketch of her <laughs> they really phoned in the <laughs> it's just like fucking it's her like Sarah Michelle Geller like on set <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly um yeah dude dude, so i feel like willow's the fact that willow is the only person who knows what's going on i feel like does kind of solidify that her role the like um power exchange that has happened for her when this occurred is that now she is in charge and like i'm gonna use the word that cordelia said she's bossy Mm -hmm. like that has never been her role in the group Mm -hmm. but now it's on her to kind of lead the group and get everybody through the thing which is her duality and it's just a little bit less fucking in your face than Buffy needing smelling salts and coiffed (laughs) hair coiffed hair (laughs) coiffed Okay, it is spelled C-O-I-F. And I just feel like that is how you would say it if you were reading it, you know? Like, it would be really weird. But I heard it. We watched it in a show. Yeah, but then I'm reading, (laughs) looking at my notes. (laughs) I said when I first was reading the Harry Potter books, I thought Hermione's name was Hermione. Totally. That's how I said it in my head. I was like, like, Hermione. I said it like the troll in the later books where it was like Hermione. <laughs> Hermione. <laughs> I was very confused. Um, so anyways. Dude, the gang runs to Buffy's house. Um, this is where she sees a modern picture of herself and it gives her a fucking mind melt, dude. Um, Xander continues mowing down everybody in the neighborhood. <laughs> Uh, luckily he sees Cordelia being chased outside and is like come in come in the thing about Cordelia though is that she hasn't changed so she's yeah. wearing a super hot like cat suit and she has not changed into a cat but and she's like what the fuck is going on why is Xander a school shooter why does Buffy need smelling salts um <laughs> and everybody starts barricading all the windows because the Halloween monsters are attacking the house um and willow's like okay you guys wait here like i'm gonna go get help and buffy goes up to xander and is like you take orders from a woman are you feeble in some way yes dude that was 
such a roast. <laughs> this guy cannot catch a fucking break, no matter how big of a gun he's holding. He still looks like a little pussy bitch. <laughs> oh my god. And thank God a real fucking man walks in because Angel walks in and everybody is like, who are you? <laughs> Dude, yeah. And literally Cordelia is the only one who knows who he is and tries to kind of be like this is crazy people are their costumes okay so do you think Angel goes there because he smells Buffy's period blood and is like (laughs) I know where Buffy is she's at her house I just shows up dude no I think he showed up and he had like wine coolers and McDonald's and condoms. And he yes, was like, dude, is your mom gone? Yeah. yeah. He was like, I'm here to meet with a 16 year old. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I have um, daiquiris or whatever yeah. the like, what are those like, yeah. What were those wine coolers? <laughs> He's like, like I have, I have dogs. Yeah. <laughs> And so I think he was there to smash for sure. Okay, okay. Um okay, so now we have the gang in two separate areas. So Dude, we have and he doesn't even notice Buffy in her period time dress. He just he literally doesn't even like look down to be like, whoa, you're wearing the dress from the trying. <laughs> There yeah. Dude, because he's a typical man and men don't fucking ever notice any shit that you do for them dude he's hella unappreciated <laughs> he's like whatever it's puffy yeah you're always hot you're always fuckable whatever dude there is such a good moment though of cordelia just fucking being either the most grounded or the most like in the clouds person where she's talking to angel and saying like hey everyone's turned into their costume it's fucking chaos buffy keeps passing out xander's a school shooter how are you <laughs> like making space she's like hella compartmentalizing <laughs> what is going on here and i just feel like cordy deserves some appreciation and also some confusion because i don't think we have really settled on whether she is like if this is a trauma response or if this is just vanity playing a role either way i love it yes she's the mvp of this episode for sure yes but we have the gang split up so we have willow her going for help is obviously going to get giles and then we have the gang that's um buffy xander cordelia and angel Dude, and also Willow is just walking through walls. Like that's she, she scares the shit out use... of she yeah. scares the shit out of Giles. Okay, so <laughs> does she scare the shit out of Giles because she walked through a wall, or does she scare the shit out of Giles because she's wearing a crop top and a leather mini skirt? I think both. I think both. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she is startled because he's all. not like, "Why are you walking through walls?" He's like, "What are you wearing?" <laughs> yes, dude. <laughs> she's like, "I'm says. a ghost." And he was like the ghost, ghost of, of what? what? <laughs> Not who? Not who? Of <laughs> the ghost what? of whores. Yeah, dude. Ghost Collective whores pass. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so it takes meeting up with Giles to put the pieces together. And that's when they realize that, like, Cordelia is the only person in town who didn't change. And she said that she got her outfit from Party Town. But we all got our outfits from a new place called Ethan's. So Giles and Willow go to investigate Ethan's. 
Um, meanwhile, Buffy has ran off because she saw Angel and Vamp face, and she doesn't know that Angel is a friendly vampire. I can't bear with fangs. Yeah. So she <laughs> runs away instead of fainting. Her constitution is getting stronger. <laughs> so the gang is like chasing after her. Um Oh my god. Okay, so <laughs> then while she's being chased, she's stopped by Larry, who is now a real pirate, but still a rapist. Wow, I did not realize it was Larry. I was yes. like, I was like, I bet this guy is just a normal guy. And he's like, what costume? <laughs> I mean, you could be right still. Yeah. He just so. like has one rotted tooth and some like <laughs> scarring going on, but and like one of those red bandana headpieces, <laughs> which that seems reasonable, are piratey, but it could just be his alley rapist fit. Dude, no, it's not. Yeah, it's definitely Larry. And this is where Xander is vindicated because right when Larry is about to essay Buffy, Xander tackles him to the ground and they do hand to hand like combat, <laughs> and Xander ends up winning. So. There you go. He found his masculinity, I guess. It was honestly really funny. Like, he has this line where he's like, beating up that pirate gave me a weird sense of closure. And like, (laughs) we thought that was funny, but Jen's husband was hanging out in the living room while it happened, and he laughed so loud about it. And was just like, wow, I really hate that guy, but that was very funny. (laughs) Like, that was was truly the vibe. (laughs) Dan also noticed that Xander had muscular arms in this episode. He does. Yeah. He does. Honestly, I didn't want to admit it, but I had a sploosh moment for Xander arms, dude. Just the arms, not arms. the personality. No. They are sculpted. He had a glow up. His biceps had a glow up, dude. Dude, everyone's could Frankenstein fit. his arms onto like, I don't know, like extra like spotted. <laughs> like I want to keep the spike arms, but add Xander arms. No, Drusilla. Drusilla. No, yeah. dude, I don't trust Drusilla to to know if she's down. She would be like, put them on my doll. Put them on Edith. Give me Edith's arms. Or she would tell her just choke people out. She would be like so strong. And she's like, where's my tea? <laughs> <laughs> She would just start straight up lending people. (laughs) No, dude, because it's on purpose. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay, so meanwhile, um, Giles fucking recognizes Ethan, dude. Yeah. (laughs) And Ethan is like, oh, I should have known it was going to be Ethan Rain. And Ethan's like, oh, I should have known it'd be the Ripper. Yeah, so okay. at this point, I'm like, okay, does Giles have some kind of backstory where he was a wrestler? He was, like, <laughs> um, the heel in, like, a wrestling group. <laughs> so, yeah, now wow. I'm certain that's his backstory. <laughs> I definitely wrote down that, like, Giles is the Dumbledore to Ethan's Grindelwald. Oh. <laughs> that was my note about I like where you went so better true. though. It's yeah. way more fun if he's a wrestler. Oh my gosh. And like 
so Giles sees this bust and he immediately is like, oh, that's the Roman. <laughs> and like knows its name. And he's like, you know, known for duality. And then the costume guy comes out and he like, you know, adds to Giles saying like ex- examples of different dualities. And the costume guy is like, like chunky, creamy. <laughs> And then he goes, oops, no, that's peanut butter. Like you wouldn't have known. <laughs> it could it's have been so like creepy. milk and not curdled. <laughs> what? what? A duality, what? a common duality. A duality is milk and not curdled milk. <laughs> what? I guess that would really be like I milk and cottage cheese. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> The opposite of milk is not curdled milk. What is it? That's what Jen said. No, I know. No, she said. If it's not not curdled milk, what is it? Like lactate? Not curdled milk. Wow. Wow. (laughs) You're going to have a lot to cut out of this episode. (laughs) Oh, it's definitely what we get, Jade. It's late. It's late. Oh, I oh. think it's because we're drunk. <laughs> it's because oh y'all are drunk. Dude, <laughs> I like to think that Giles' nickname is Ripper because he rips cervixes. Because <laughs> he's such a fucking baller, dude. Because he beats the shit out of Ethan, dude. dude this he is the first. He, back he bodies. <laughs> he fucking bitch slaps Ethan, dude, and then absolutely bodies him. Like, <laughs> this is the toughest we've ever seen Giles. We're seeing a new side of him. And we realize that even though Buffy, like, when she punches him, like, obviously he flies backwards because she has, like, Superman strength. But in, like, a normal, like, one-on-one fight, like, Giles fucking can totally hold his own. And, like, yeah. you definitely realize that he is a fucking badass. Um, So we have, like, those dudes fighting. Meanwhile, the gang, finally, they're reunited. Willow comes through, meets up with them. And they end up in, like... Uh, an abandoned factory. Another barrel factory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, we're like Spike has lured all of yes. the goblin children by offering them tender meats. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's literally what he said. He's like the tenderest meat you've ever had. And it's like, okay, so Spike just like came on the scene. He's like, dope, the children are goblins. And then like immediately rolls with that. <laughs> And, like, convinces them to come with him to the gym. Yeah, with the offer of tender meats. So the children are there <laughs> yeah, spying their tender like, meats. like, I've been, Spike has not been missing his, like, improv group, like, meetups. So he knows he's, like, goblin children on the street. <laughs> and yeah, he's, he's got his yes ands. Yes, he's yes anding. He's yes anding for sure. <laughs> um dude so then okay so this is another panty dropping part for me personally so spike is advancing on an old-timey buffy (laughs) and he slaps her which was so hot and she he slaps her down to the ground and she's like laying on these pallets and he's walking towards her with like his hands (laughs) outstretched like slowly coming towards her with a fucking hand necklace my favorite kind of necklace 
<laughs> and he's like slowly choking her out and she's like daddy daddy <laughs> she's like choking and like right when she's gonna die fucking Giles smashes the bust and like breaks Dude, the spell but she only knows that he has to do it because so the guy is on the ground Ethan's on the ground because Giles beat the shit out of him and then Giles is standing there with just like this white like cloth napkin like wiping his hands <laughs> off of like any I guess like disgust he has from like touching Ethan and he's standing there like hella wiping his hands and just kicking Ethan in the ribs being like how do I break the spell <laughs> Wait, that also is it. So it's like two simultaneous panty dropping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the like wiping his hand scene goes on for so long. It lasts through two cut scenes. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of fill to be wiped yeah. off. He's like hella yeah. lady Macbething. <laughs> yeah, and then Ouch. that's Damn when the breaks. the guy uh Ethan is like, break the statue, which is also like fucking obvious yeah like dude how's that not the first thing you do <laughs> what the fuck he he was just distracted by knowing this guy yeah absolutely a lover's tiff yeah and then okay so then he like breaks the statue yeah and buffy pops up and she has blonde hair again and dude because like... spike ripped her wig off <laughs> yeah he like because like, he's oh, yeah. like yanking on her hair dude i can't believe you missed that in your oh sploosh, my god your sploosh explanation. I, was I just couldn't stop he was, coming he, he had his fist in her hair dude he was yanking oh, he was yanking hard enough yeah. that the wig comes off fast and hard like yeah like yanks it up and then he's holding up this like fake ass crimped brown wig <laughs> which is how we know that buff is back because obviously that was a fucking wig the whole time and there mm. she is blonde and bad yeah and then like, she gives him a couple her. a couple punchies and then he just like runs away yeah. lol it was pretty anticlimactic. it ended up being the best fight scene was giles in this yeah one. dude um but yeah so yes the day is saved once again dude okay Angel. and then also all these kids turn back into kids and like oh why are Mommy, they daddy we're in factory balls. like we need to get the fuck out of here one of them is like i have a bullet in my shoulder <laughs> <laughs> i made a hospital and the other one is just like where are my tender meats <laughs> <laughs> Um, one of can them, we go to McDonald's on the way home? One of them like never changed. They they got their costume from Party Town. They just were down for tender meats like the whole time. Dude, one of them woke up the and they're mentality. like feasting on that yeah. old woman, and they're like, "Oh, awkward." <laughs> Dude, so Angel and Buffy they leave together, lovey dovey. Willow wakes up in her body, and she finally feels comfortable in her own skin. And she decides to ditch the ghost outfit. And right when she does, she walks across the street feeling empowered. And she walks right in front of Oz's super dope zebra camper van. <laughs> and he definitely out loud like stops and is like, "Who is that girl?" Dude, I like <laughs> so couldn't cute. stop like fist pumping i was so excited <laughs> honestly as soon as seth green was in this episode i was like holy fucking fuck this is the episode where he sees her in her hoe fit and has like the hottest who is that girl moment yeah. of the season Aww, so cute. it was so good oh, it's so cute he loves her when she's in a culturally appropriated costume and when she's in a hoe fit <laughs> 
yeah. the dream, dude. The dream, dude. She has she's du- dualities right there. She's got mm. many sides. You're, you're right, dude. It's on theme. Um, okay, the closing scene. We have Buffy at home. Angel is straight up laying in her bed, dude. Yeah, they are gonna. He's gonna lay dick, and tonight. she like comes out in sweatpants, which was awesome. Yes, super cute, like sweats with like a super cute tank top. It actually looked like, looked like a super comfy outfit that I just yeah. wanted um she's like I wanted to be a fancy girl the kind of girl you liked when you were my age and then Angel's like I hated the girls back then especially the noble women they were so dull I wanted someone interesting and I wrote aka someone with a shaved pussy It's like you're not like the other girl. Yeah, you babe. <laughs> yeah. And they totally fucking make out. It's super hot. Dude, they hella make out. They Visible hella tongue. make out. Yes. Visible tongue. Okay, so do you think Joyce is at the party that all the parents are at? Yeah, must be. They must be dancing until they die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> she Dude. was like, I have a chance to meet Bette Midler. I'm out. Yeah, understandably. <laughs> and Sarah yeah. Michelle Geller. Or no, no, fucking, what is it? Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah. Oh, shit. Totally. Yeah. Um, And then closing scene, next day, costume shop, totally empty. And Giles looks around and finds a card that says... <laughs> I'll be seeing you. Dude. Yeah. Which gave us a collective, like, oh. And then it ends. Like, on, I like, wrote it in my really, notes with so many H's. Like, close up of Giles' face. It's like the last scene, and he kind of has this, like, smirk smile, like the Mona Lisa smile. And that is the end of the episode. It's and then, no, and then he looks spray. at the camera. He looks at the camera. He's like, <laughs> isn't looking at the camera. And at the last moment, his eyes, like, snap up to the camera <laughs> he acknowledges the viewer in a yeah. like i'm gonna fuck that dude up kind of promising glance yeah he's like i needed to go home take a shower after so now dude. that everybody has soaked through whatever surface they're sitting on yes fuck mary kill Oz Angel Spike. Oh no, that's too hard. Oh, it's not. Dude. It's easy okay. for Jess. So <laughs> Mary Oz. Fuck okay. Angel. No. Kill Spike. Sorry. Okay, that's a pretty good lineup. Dude, I would definitely kill Angel, but I would do it with an interesting spike. Because I feel like he just wants to get put out of his misery. So mm-hmm. I would pick something mm-hmm. unique. And then I would obviously marry Spike because I'm trying to get that D on the long term, mm-hmm. not just once. But I would fuck Oz and I would expect it to be missionary with a lot of eye contact. Ooh, okay, kill Oz. <laughs> kill Oz. <laughs> Um, Mary Angel and fuck, but then have like a fuck marathon with Spike. Like it'd have to be like when I say fuck, I mean like a week straight. Like we order in like <laughs> for a week and like don't leave the bed for a week. Dude, when he orders in, it's just like tenderness. <laughs> He just sucks a little bit of your blood and you're like, like, it's cool, it's cool. I got DoorDash from the American Cross. 
yeah yeah so I would have a fuck marathon spike bury angel and then kill Oz because I don't want lights on eye contact sex for the rest of my life okay but then if Giles Oz would never punch me if there was a bonus Giles bonus option for Giles which Giles can stand in the closet and be a watcher for my fuck marathon (laughs) I would marry Giles because it seems like a really comfortable life yeah lots of tea Sure. seems like he would make you tea mm-hmm. and then i could wear his um tweed too oh you guys could share a tweed i like to wear dan's shirts yeah oh <laughs> dude and that's it so what's the uh how many wait christy died? what's yours chris what's yours? oh yeah what would i what would i do for giles i would do the fuck marathon dude the fucking but a marathon and of, like in the library or... of giles okay okay on top Ooh. of ancient tomes whoa wait but yeah. then who was your other like mary kills oh i said i would kill angel mary spike oh, and okay. fuck Oz. that's right she wanted that's spike right. yeah. on that yeah, I want okay. Spike on the long term. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Just once is not enough. A week isn't enough. Mm-hmm. I want to. I want to get piped for so long. Go crazy <laughs> like Drusilla. <laughs> that is. I want to come out with a porcelain doll and be like, "Edith needs some tea." Dude, that is what happened. The dick was so crazy. She lost her Do mind. You like my insides. <laughs> beat it up no, dude. he beat it so good that bitch doesn't even know where she is dude. Yes, dude, that's who i'm trying to be that's what, goals goals <laughs> okay done lay it down how many people died this episode not that many dude so we get our intro scene of the unknown vamp getting staked by buffy with pop's pumpkin patch sign mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um at pop's pumpkin patch and then really the only other people who person who dies is like willow technically dies okay i'll take know? that but that's it <laughs> she doesn't really and then die. like unknown children who got shot yeah but i don't think they must they there. don't die i guess i think that xander must have been like shooting into the air um, i think they just didn't don't look like it. that didn't look i think like the joss medium was just uncomfortable and he was like cut that cut that cut that yeah he <laughs> seems like he was aiming <laughs> he has that like soldier knowledge yes. Mm, yeah, he's like he how many war shot. crimes can i commit in one minute? yeah <laughs> but yeah that cool. that's all we get so it's like a pretty for how eventful of an episode it is it's like pretty low death count okay well thanks everyone for listening if you've made it this far <laughs> <laughs> um for our special edition nighttime uh recording of this episode join us next time for season two episode seven lie to me yeah and then also we'll just do which we've never done before but what all the other podcasts do subscribe like mash that like button (laughs) and then give us five stars and then tell your friends about us because we could use the the felicitorship we want those parachute sheets (laughs) (laughs) we want bomba sauce (laughs) (laughs) thanks everyone until next time bye 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 This episode was created and recorded by Amanda Kelly, Chris Rath, and me, Jen Rath. It was also edited by me, Jen Rath. Our theme music is by James Massa and my husband, Daniel Nico. 
And our cover art is by our super badass friend, Caitlin Deary. Thanks everyone for listening.